0: This is female delusionist extraordinaire misconception, and you're listening to Podcast of Thousands. Hey yo, you are listening to the Podcast of Thousands. Late night talk, showcase some performers, and last time. With Zero the Budget, here's your host, Mikey P. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Panessa, and this is the Podcast of Thousands, where we showcase performers from actors to YouTubers and everything in between. Just a reminder, we're Podcast of Thousands on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, and Tumblr. If there's a there there, podcast of thousands is there. On tonight's show, we'll have guest stuntwoman Lucy Romberg.
1: What if you knew today was the day you'd crash through a glass window and jump out of a perfectly good building? Would you do anything differently? I would. I would embrace it. I would attack it head on because that's what I do.
0: And music by punk rock band, Voice of
2: Addiction. Because I still unity, be because I still
0: but first, And now, Moments with Michael. I love my mom, especially for her skills. She's Catholic guilt-level expert. A few years back, she upped her game. My wife and I throw a few parties every year. We drop the kids over to my parents for the night. At these parties, we've been known to have a few beverages. My mom is well aware of this. So aware. She had my kids call me early the morning after one of them. Why, you ask? To ask me how I was feeling. What I found is the key to Catholic guilt when I called her out on it, was to be shocked, get angry, and deny, deny, deny. And that was Moments with Michael. And now I'd like to welcome our guest, stuntwoman Lucy Romberg. Welcome to the show, Lucy.
1: Thank you so much, Michael. How
0: are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. Thank you.
0: How's the weather in the Valley?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so far, so good. It was freezing in my house when I woke up, so that's always kind of nice, I think.
0: Oh, this weather in Southern California these last few weeks has been great. I agree. <laughs> yeah, the the blazing hot uh, was not not good. So, uh, stunt woman, uh, awesome. You've been in a, a lot of great uh, films that I've seen. But I want to start out. I want to start out as uh, Lucy as a kid. Um, what what activities were you into uh, as as a kid growing up?
1: You know, my both my parents were collegiate athletes. They both were tennis players in college, and so I kind of grew up in an athletic family. So, you know, my parents were so supportive. I mean, they were at every athletic event me my brother and sister ever um, competed in so um, that was great uh, started off at tennis when I could walk I guess and hold up a racket <laughs> um, soccer started when I was three you know swimming diving uh, gymnastics they put me in at like six so you know I kind of did every sport just got as well rounded as I could and you know when you get into you know later middle school years you know everybody kind of hon- hones in on one or two sports And so, you know, about that time, my parents were like, all right, let's pick, you know, two or three just so you can, you know, succeed in those areas because, you know, everyone's training so much more than you are when you're so spread thin. So um, I chose gymnastics and soccer, and then it worked out. I was able to be on the diving team as well in in high school. So growing up, I did uh, club gymnastics, club soccer, and then high school gymnastics, high school soccer, and high school diving. So I, uh, I kept pretty busy.
0: Very cool, very cool. Yeah, my daughter's in gymnastics. She's on a Oh, great. She's on a competition team too. So I'd I'd love her to yeah, keep keep that up, right?
1: How how old is she?
0: She is 12 years old.
1: Oh, great. That's awesome. How long has she been doing it?
0: Uh well, she's been in dance uh since she could dance, which was probably 4 or 5, <laughs> like you said with the right. tennis tennis racket. Uh and then probably about 3 4 years ago now, she I uh, had enough of dance and wanted to switch to something else, and switch mm-hmm. to gymnastics, which is uh, cool. Is uh, made sense. And yeah. what I was going to ask you is, were were your parents the type that uh, pushed you into certain sports, or did they let you decide? Uh, or just let you decide, but you had to be in some sort of activity, right? What What type of parents were they?
1: Well, you know, my parents are, you know very um, you know, athletics changed their whole lives so that, you know, they just know how important that was and how instrumental that was in their lives. So they wanted to give my brother, sister and I the same experience. And so, you know, when you're young, you have no idea, like, oh, I'm just gonna go run around and follow a ball and, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, as you get older you kinda of take the certain things more. My parents did however require that my brother, sister and I did at least two sports in high school. Um and all of us wanted to. It wasn't like it was a force thing or anything like that. Sure. So Um, I chose, like I said, gymnastics, soccer, and diving. My brother did baseball and tennis, which he ended up getting a full ride baseball scholarship in college. And then my sister picked tennis and volleyball and she ended up getting a full ride volleyball scholarship. So, um, we are fortunate in that. So, you know, I think just my parents encouraging us and, you know, letting us pick the sports that we actually wanted to do, you know, helped us to, you know, really be in love with those sports and then follow them all the way into college. So. Excellent. Yeah. And they're super supportive.
0: Tell me the, the the first time or the transition into doing stunt work. How did you, how did you get into that?
1: So it was one of my uh, senior meets and gymnastics meets in college, and one of my old teammates, um, her name is Natasha Hopkins, um, she was out in L.A. doing stunts and acting, and uh, she came back to visit for one of our, our meets and just started talking to her and just kind of thing. what was up. She's like, you should totally come and try stunts. You'd be great at it. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I was a kinesiology major. Um, there's not very much you can do with that <laughs> major aside from go back to school and get your master's or whatever. So I was like, yeah, why not? There's really nothing else that I'm inspired by. So, yeah, might as well give it a try. So, yeah, I just I spent the year uh, summer in Europe with my two best friends from high school and then um, made the move out to L.A. in 2005, January 1st, 2005. Yeah.
0: What was the first film that you performed in?
1: Oh my God. It's so hard to even remember just because when you're first <laughs> starting out, you do all this like free work. Like you just want to get an opportunity. You just want to meet people. Like you just want to learn how it works. And so uh, to be honest, I don't remember. Okay. Um, it was some free low budget thing. I'm sure it might've been a little zombie movie called the dead on dead. I think <laughs> ah. it was like all in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, you're like freezing. They're just like slapping blood and goo and crap all over you. <laughs> but you know, I loved it. It was amazing. Now I'm a prima donna. I'd be like, Oh, no, this is awful. But back then (laughs) it was awesome. (laughs) But yeah, I think my real first stunt was a, um, it's called Shiseido. It's like a Japanese company. It's kind of like a makeup company. Um, myself and another stunt woman, Jen Caputo had to barrel roll underneath a, a jackknife semi up on one of the bridges in downtown LA. So like looking back on it, it's pretty gnarly, you know. But like back then, I was like, oh, was like nothing bad could ever happen. It's a movie. I'm completely safe, which is obviously we've come to find out the last couple months is definitely not true. But it was, you know, it was a good experience getting my first real big stunt out of the way early on in my career. So, you know, because a lot of people go through years and years of their career and not know what it's like to be in a hot spot. And so it's, you know, it was good for me to learn first off what a hot spot meant, if you will.
0: Tell me what a hot spot means.
1: <laughs> a hot spot is, <laughs> is being in in grave danger if you or one of your fellow performers or just someone involved in the stunt messes up then there could be extreme consequences you know like a hot spot is a high fall would be a hot spot a car hit hot spot stair fall hot spot but you know just tripping down and falling because you're running out of the way or something is definitely not a hot spot right I got it
0: got it so, being on fire
1: that's yeah that's definitely a hot spot spot. (laughs) well hopefully you don't feel the hot spot if you feel the fire then it's a little too late but (laughs) i like where your head's at
0: so you've mentioned uh, a bit of a prima donna now but you've been in some really good good movies uh some that i picked out were you were in the boss spy Mm -hmm. and and identity theft why so many why so many stunts for melissa mccarthy
1: Um, Melissa is absolutely amazing. She is an extremely, extremely loyal person. So I've been fortunate enough to be put into her contract. So what that means is even if the stunt coordinator doesn't want to hire me, they have to go through Melissa. So, um, I get to do all of her movies, um, as of now until, yeah. So it's, it's been an incredible, uh, career and life-changing thing to be a part of the McCarthy team. And it's, it's just so I don't know. It's just, it's a family. We're literally like a little family and it's, it is a really, really amazing thing to be a part of. I mean, she is just so great. I can't say enough good things about Melissa McCarthy. I really can't. She's, she's a dream come true for me, honestly. I mean, I get to do so many fun, amazing stunts. I get to travel the world and you know, it's, it's so cool to get into work with her cause she's so she gets it, you know. She's so hardworking. She's so smart. She does a lot of her own action. I mean, I can show her something once, and literally, Michael, she'll get it the, the first try. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, she's better than I am. It's incredible, like. So it's been a real, real treat to get to work with her so many times. Really awesome.
0: That's an interesting point you just made. So you not only you perform stunts, you could be a stunt double for somebody, but you also train. Uh, these actors or actresses like Melissa McCarthy to do her own stunts?
1: Yeah, for sure. So a lot of the time, you know, they don't have, the actors don't have time to come in for hours on, you know, a rehearsal. I mean, if we get them for 30 minutes, it's like, oh my God, that's a win. Right. So Mm -hmm. we, as a stunt team, you know, if let's say there's a fight sequence that, you know, has to be done, then we'll go in and do what's called a pre-visualization so we will interpret the script and we kind of make the fight our own. Um, Cause a lot of the time in the script is like, okay, and Melissa and Billy Joe fight. Right. So, and that's kind of all it says. I mean, you have parameters of course, but mm-hmm. um, kind of just being, just being innovative and being creative um, and making it look, you know, cooler than the writer could have ever imagined and getting, you know, to put your creativity into that fight sequence is really cool. And so we'll go in and we'll, create the fight and we'll film it and then we have to get that obviously approved by production once you know once the director sees it producers see it they sign off on it then we can come in and train melissa train the other actors you know hopefully get them because you want you want the film to be as real as possible and the more the actor can do the better you know it just it looks better for for everyone so so that's yeah kind of how it works so from from script to concept to pre-visualization to training actors to on screen. And, you know, depending on a lot of the times movies, you get a lot more rehearsal time than in, in television. So, mm-hmm. um, I've been lucky enough to do a lot of film with Melissa. And so we, you know, we get to, to train her properly. And I mean, but she's just, she impresses me every single time I work with her. Like she impresses me. So, um, she makes our lives very, very easy, and it's cool getting to work with her, so then you learn her strengths and her weaknesses, so then you can adapt the choreography to you know what she's good at, you know and whatnot so yeah,
0: and she takes care of her own people that's good to hear
1: she really does i mean it's it's a very rare thing in Hollywood for people to be as loyal as she is, and I just feel so blessed to to be on on the McCarthy team so.
0: And you won a Taurus World Stunt award for one of her movies, right identity theft thief sorry yeah identity thief
1: uh identity thief, yes, correct yeah, I got hit by a a car um on that one I won the uh yeah world Tourstain Award for um best overall stunt by a stunt woman, so yeah, that was cool doesn't it neat it's cool to be recognized by your peers for sure,
0: so she had you go get hit by the car, she didn't want to get hit by the car.
1: well she wanted to i'm sure let's be honest um but production would not would not let her i mean it's just such a big risk absolutely you know i mean she's you know it's not only melissa i mean of course we never want her to get hurt of course but also if an actor does get hurt then you know there's two to three hundred people on a crew and so if that person gets injured then two to three hundred people are out of work for the time being and so it's you know, you got to be smart and you got to take care of and do your due diligence and train and rehearse and, you know, think of every little thing that could possibly go wrong and try to prepare yourself for that because, you know, it's, it's important to be, I mean, obviously safety is number one. That's why we're there is for safety. So. Yep. I'm
0: sure they don't want you to get hurt either, but you are the expert, right?
1: Of course not. But yeah, of course. But you know, it's still, if I get injured, it's not two to 300 people out of work, you know, it's, I'm out of work, <laughs> which sucks, but you know, not as much as as you know the whole entire crew.
0: So somebody take somebody like my daughter, who's in gymnastics, and maybe I, you know, I've never talked to her about this, but may, maybe she gains interest in doing what you do. How long does it take? What do you need? What What would you want to say to to people coming up that would want to pursue this profession of being a stunt woman?
1: There's there's a lot of gray area. Um There's no right or wrong way there's no no like if you do this you will definitely work no matter what for sure sure. um everybody has their own path their own their own journey and so for me you know I just I got to to LA and I didn't know anyone aside from Tasha and so I just kind of started talking to stump people and and trying to figure out where I could go to train and to meet people and so I was uh, connected with a guy named Bob Yerkes um he has like a little circus um set up in his backyard and and some old time spent guys go out there and train and stuff. And so, you know, it's just, just meet as many people as you can and train as hard as you can. I mean, your, your job when you're not working is to train, is to be in shape is to be prepared for the next gig that comes your way. And so, you know, you can't be hired if someone doesn't know who you are. So you got to get your stuff out there. You got to hustle. You got to send your resumes out. You got to put things on film, you know, send out like people like stunt coordinators need to know how you move. And so the stunt coordinators are the ones who hire us. And mm-hmm. so they don't know how you move. How can they, how can they hire you? So definitely put things on, on tape and watch, you know, watch people's stunt reels online and, and kind of just see what they're doing. And, you know, if you haven't taken martial arts before, I'd absolutely take martial arts. If you haven't taken gymnastics, you, you know, at least take a couple of classes. You're not going to be a professional gymnast by any means in a couple of years, but, you know, any little training helps. Yeah. you Just got to learn how to fight, how to fall. Um, how camera works the angles you know just the most important thing too honestly is just having good set etiquette you know if you if I was a stunt coordinator I would much rather hire the person who is humble who is who is a helping hand rather than the more talented dickhead you know so because I mean on set you're there for hours and hours and hours and if you you know if you have a good stunt team by your side it's just such, such a much more enjoyable experience
0: very cool. Very cool. Wise words. Wise words. Let's talk about free running. Isn't isn't all running free? Isn't
1: <laughs> um so I don't know if this is a true story of how <laughs> it became named free running, but what I've heard is uh Sebastian Foucon, he is one of the French guys that is um he's kind of known for coining the term free running. Um he was one of the first parkour practitioners alongside David Bell and he was doing an interview, and his English isn't great, and and he was trying to describe what free running running was, and he's like, it's kind of like you're free running, and so that (laughs) term stuck, so I I don't know if that's a true story or not, but it's what I'm going with, so parkour is about efficient movement, getting from point A to point B as fast as you can, and free running is adding uh, style and creativity, unnecessary movement to that, so you know, in parkour, you won't see any flips because flips are not efficient. You won't see any weird bend or, you know, like basically just efficient movement. So free running for me speaks louder than parkour, just because I was a gymnast. I love to flip. And it's been a really cool, um, a really cool journey, being able to learn how to flip off access and land all crazy different ways and kind of just explore the way your body body naturally moves. So in in terms of gymnastics, there's a right way and a wrong way. Right. In free running, there's no right or wrong. And there's a safe and an unsafe way, but there's no right or wrong. However, your body moves naturally is the way that you should move. And so that's why it speaks so loudly to me and why I love it so much.
0: So free running's more artistic, would you say?
1: Correct, yeah. I would say that for sure.
0: Okay. And you started a business around free running, correct?
1: Yeah. Um our team is called Tempest Freerunning. Um we were the first people in the entire world to create a free running facility it's called the tempest free running academy um and now we have three academies we have two in los angeles and one in san diego and now um we i think the first one we we built in 2011 and since 2011 i mean thousands of these gyms have popped up all over the world and so it's really neat to see our our sport grow so fast and and kids really really enjoying it and you know Gaining confidence and gaining friends and gaining just just so many positive things to free running and just such a positive culture. Everybody, you know, wants everyone to be successful and it's, I don't know, just a positive, positive culture pretty much.
0: Yeah, we definitely can use uh, more ways to get kids active, right?
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Tell me about the Red Bull Art of Motion. You're an 11-time female world champion. What is it?
1: So Red Bull Art of Motion is the biggest contest in our sport. So basically you're judged on creativity, difficulty, flow, execution, and style, I think it is. It's been too long. But um, so anyway, so you have a minute to go out on this course that they have set up. The last, I think, six years, it's been in Santorini, Greece. So it's pretty cool. They don't need to build any any structures because the rooftops offer a natural flow. And so um, I've also gotten to compete in let's see, Japan, Brazil, um, Sweden, London. I can't. Anyway, a bunch of them. And so aside from Santorini, most of them have to be actually built um, with scaffolding. And so Santorini is just so beautiful and so neat because it doesn't need anything to be built onto it. And so anyway, so yeah, I got super lucky early on in my career. There was really no other women. There was, I mean, a small, small handful of women doing parkour freerunning. And so I got lucky early on and got to compete back in 2008 in uh, Vienna. And so, you know, since then I did decently well. I mean, (laughs) I didn't do great for sure, but decently well. And so then just kept kind of asking me back, asking me back. And then over the years, more and more female interest um, became. And you have to now submit a video, an online video, and they pick the top three male videos, the top three female videos. and so. Um, It's really neat to see. And then actually like a week ago in Sweden was the very first female free running competition ever. It was called the Air Whip Challenge. So that was really, really neat to see. I got to judge Air Whip last year, um, but this year I was working on another Melissa movie. um, So I wasn't able to go, but, um, but it was really, really amazing to see how many awesome women there were and it's just you know it's just the beginning you know so it's the sport has changed so much in the last 10 years that I've done it and it's just really neat to see how many young girls are throwing down I don't know it's just really really neat to see just the development and the progression of the sport like blow up pretty much
0: excellent excellent so speaking of uh, young girls uh, I watched True Beauty which is a Mm, great excellent short film that you're in Uh, well it's really all about you uh, that, that all, all young women should watch, right?
1: You know, I think so. Um, you know, that was, it was a really hard thing to, to do. So, you know, everyone, it's hard to admit that you're not perfect. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, wait, wait wait, 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 ago... wait,
0: wait, you don't come on my show and tell me I'm not perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I have news for you. <laughs> um, so, uh, a couple years ago, um, I wanted to do a, a, a free running video. You know, I wanted to make it as, as badass and as epic as possible. And so I was talking to my brother, he's like, well, why don't you do like a story involved? You know, he's like, what about your bulimia? And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, Let's make a free running video and kind of do a public service announcement at the same time. You know, it'd be cool to kind of, you know, let everybody know that, you know, everybody suffers in some in some aspect everybody suffers. So I was like, yeah. Um, if I could touch one one life, um, it's totally worth putting myself out there. And so, so yeah, we, we did True Beauty, and and uh, yeah, I was super happy with it. Um, it was a really really difficult process to, you know, from concept to finished product. You know, just, just filming locations and expenses and training and post production. It was just, it was a lot. I mean, you don't understand how difficult it is to make even a short film until you actually do it so um i can definitely appreciate the entire filmmaking process from beginning to end it was it was it was a rough journey but we got it done i'm super proud of it and excited to share it with the world
0: so you mentioned it's about uh your struggles with bulimia self-image issues what Mm -hmm. what uh what years would you say how you know how old were you you know when you struggled the most with this
1: um, you know, the self-image definitely started in high school. I didn't have any eating disorder in high school, but um and then shortly after I got to college, um, you know, and just having thousands of people at the gymnastics meets and you're just like overwhelmed and so, you know, and all your friends, everybody is self-image aware and and so this kind of began from there and I would have, you know, bouts of it. You know, I was able to control it sometimes and not other times. So, you know, pretty much I mean, I think I was pretty good my senior year of college. Um, and then, you know, right after college, obviously I came to LA and like even more body image issues. And so, you know, I was able to overcome it, you know, probably by the time I was 26 or 27, I'd say, you know, it's, it's important to to have good people around you and, you know, it's people you can talk to and, you know, everybody, like I said, everybody struggles and, You know, it's so important to to have that self-confidence and and know that you're good enough and love yourself and all that good stuff. So, you know, I think that's definitely a maturity thing that comes with it as well to, you know, to realize, hey, this is this is me. It's all good. Like, I am happy being me. So
0: you can all be badass chicks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, correct. If you want to be that.
0: If you want to be that. Yeah. So I I do a thing uh, in the news. I kind of try to ask my guests. Just a question related around uh, them and then, you know, something uh, topical. So there's a lot of news these days about uh, people that have gotten health insurance before and potentially, you know, with everything going on in government today that 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 might lose it. And uh, I don't know of any specifics, but I'm sure there's uh, programs out there for girls uh, with bulimia and other self, self-image issues. Mm-hmm. Did you... Reach out to programs like this, or how did how did uh, you work on yourself and uh, to get this uh, confidence back and help fight uh, these issues that you had?
1: You know I, I never really reached out to anyone, any like professionals or anything. Um, I don't know if I had the wherewithal to even consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are programs out there. You know, hopefully you know we can make them, especially with the you know the internet now, everything is so much easier to to find out about. So I'm hoping that there's programs out there. I haven't done my due diligence, I have not done my research, but I would be blown away if there weren't right. um, but for me, i'm it's hard because it's such a private issue, and it's like even talking to professional like for someone who's never gone to therapy before, like that's gotta be a difficult thing. I'm assuming, so I don't know for me, you know, even once my family and my friends all knew of my bulimia, I still would go through bouts of it and just lie to them and not tell them that anything was going on. Everything was fine. And so I think it's, you know, just realizing that you are good enough. You are beautiful enough. You are who you are and being okay with that and gaining the confidence, you know, free running for me really helped with that because I had finally found something that I totally identified with. Um, you know, I loved gymnastics growing up in soccer too, of course, but I think free running just from the heart of the sport really spoke to me. And so through that, I was able to be who I really wanted to be. I know it sounds weird, but, you know, I just.
2: Not
0: weird. Not weird at all.
1: Yeah. Like find your free running, if you will, you know, like find that thing that you are so inspired by that all you think about and all you do is that one thing. And so, I, you know, free running for me was that powerful life influence that helped me to gain the confidence and actually love who I am.
0: Excellent. Great message. Uh so I quiz my guests, it's something I didn't tell you in the pre-interview. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's quiz time. Thanks, you, back, ready? By the way. you ready? You ready? Didn't know. Of course. <laughs> I like I'll to see ha- I like to see how smart my guests are. So this is a <laughs> this is a how smart are stunt performers that uh, probably get <laughs> injured often, right?
1: Um, you know, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Being hurt is, you know, a bruise or a scrape or okay. glass or whatever but an injury is an injury and so there's there's a big difference so yes i get hurt a lot but i've been fortunate and haven't been injured a lot
0: all right, all right. yes i
1: just knocked on wood i don't know if you could hear that i knocked on wood
0: <laughs> so i'm not sure which what's the worst you've been hurt or injured
1: i what is it called i fractured my femur. Um, It was just a stress, stress fracture, but it was actually when I was doing true beauty, I was just training so much and training so hard and often, and you know, that concrete is not soft. So just from all those impact, impact after impact, you know, it's kind of like a plate. If you bang on a plate long enough, then it's going to kind of become brittle and crack. And so that's what happened to my femur. So I was out, I was actually really lucky. I was only out a couple months, really, um, while that healed up. So, you know, as of now, that was my, my worst injury as to date i sorry, I forgot. I did get injured doing the car hit. Um, An identity, if I did it once, was fine, and then they needed it again, and I came off and hit my head and had to get a couple stitches. So,
2: Ooh. Uh, but
1: other than that, that was my only high time at the hospital. So, so that's good. Not so did
0: did, did they stitch like both uh, both scenes, or was it just one scene that made it and one that didn't? Do you
1: know? You know, I'm not sure. To be honest, I know for sure the second hit made it and they might've done a combination and editing of both hits. I'm not really sure to be honest, how they did it. Sure. You though know, they put the camera in different places and stuff. And I don't, I, at the time I did not care where the camera was. I was just concerned <laughs> with staying alive, to be honest. <laughs> like, don't care where the camera is. I just want to stay alive. But most times you want to know where the camera is. Like as a stunt performer, it's very important. You know where the camera is, you know what they're seeing, you know what they're looking for. So it's just very important for that, you know, awareness as a, as a professional
0: Ooh, how do you deal with that with multiple cameras?
1: You know, you try, like, if you're doing a fight sequence, uh-huh. you, you know, you know where each, I mean, a lot of the time for fights, like, they'll only have two cameras on it, maybe three sometimes, but, you know, you try to make it work for all angles, and then just sometimes you can't, you know, so you pick, you know, you talk to the, you talk to the AD, the DP, director, whatever, and you ask them what the more important angle is, and you make it work for that angle, if it's impossible to make it work for both, because, you know, in a fight sequence, you know, you're moving around a lot, and, you know, it's. It's so dynamic that a lot of time one angle is perfect for one, one section and then another angle be perfect for the other. So and a lot of time we break it up a lot anyway. So you don't have okay. to go through the entire, you know, 30, 30, beat fight.
0: So got it. All right. Well, we've run out of time, so you can't take the quiz. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, all right. Well, that's, that's, that's your loss. I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, good answer.
0: Good answer. All right. So tell me if this is a, if you feel this is getting hurt, or an injury and and what it is, okay. This is the quiz. Okay, we're starting the quiz now. A hip flexor strain. What's a hip flexor strain?
1: Um, a hip flexor strain is basically, I think, when the in your hip flexor where your um the hip flexor. Is attached. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> is You've it said attached. hip
0: flexor twice now.
1: <laughs> so the hip flexor. Shit. Um,
0: you know, so that pesky hip know flexor. what it is. I
1: just can't use my words to do it. Um, so your hip flexor is kind of the the ligament that helps raise and lower your leg. Oh. So when you strain your hip flexor, um, it's painful. It becomes inflamed and you should rest ice compression and elevation. No, just kidding. I don't know how you do that, but, um, but really your hip flexor is what lifts and lowers your, your leg. And a strain is when that is inflamed and you should stay off it if you can. True story. (laughs) That's the worst answer ever.
0: No, no, no. It was good. It was good. The, uh, lifting up and down. That's, that's uh, a great detail there. Do you consider that an injury or just getting hurt?
1: No, that would just be getting hurt. I I mean, depending on the severity of it, if it's like a grade four sprain or something, then yes, that's an injury. But. And you don't want to make it worse because something like that, like you can make worse, you know, the uh, like being hurt is like something you can work through and not enter it more, there you go. but something like that, you want to stay off of it because it is going to get worse and worse until, you know, it either, um, tears or, you know, you're not able to use it at all. So with something like that, I'd probably take a couple of days off.
0: Look at you breaking out the grade level. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm real, real smart. Yeah sciatica
0: what's okay. sciatica
1: Yeah, sciatica I thank goodness I don't have this but I think it's one of the like the nerves that runs down your back and wraps around and goes all the way down your leg yeah. and so apparently it's super painful um, and you have to get I think go to physical therapy and stuff for sciatica um, but I've been lucky with that I heard it's actually excruciating
0: yeah I hear back no, pain thanks. is like the worst like if you mm-hmm. mess up your back that's kind yeah. of like the worst thing right
1: yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. It's all relative, but, but yeah, I want to stay away from those back injuries for sure, especially as you get older. It's not fun. <laughs> all right.
0: Plantar fasciitis? I've, I've heard Plantar
1: fasciitis one. is the inflammation of your plantar fascia, the plantar fascia, the connective tissue that holds your foot together, I mean, there's fascia all over your body that basically keeps the skin attached to the muscle. So plantar fasciitis is the inflammation of that plantar fascia. And basically, the tendon is being pulled away from the bone in your heel, which is the calcaneus, Michael.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I should have gotten harder. I should have gotten harder questions I've had, here.
1: I've had that since I was in eighth grade. So I'm very familiar with plantar fasciitis.
0: Okay. All right. That's a common one then. All right. I got uh, I got lucky. Here's a bonus one that hopefully stumps you. <laughs> patellofemoral syndrome. I practice that.
1: P- patellar p- from, wait. What is it? Patella.
0: Patellofemoral syndrome.
1: Femoral. Okay, so let me just guess. So the patella is your kneecap, and your femur is your um, your leg bone, the big leg bone. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's. I don't. I don't know exactly what it would be, but um, patellar femoral. I don't yeah, know. I it's don't the know.
0: swelling. It's the swelling of the it's between, inflammation the, of between the, the between the knee okay, and but... the yeah and the muscle. Okay,
1: gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say inflammation, but I said that like a million times and the one sound like a big douche, but Damn yeah. and I have said it.
0: For the record, I had to help you on that one. I had to help you. <laughs>
1: but that was uh, just a bonus. So uh, really, I got hundred
0: percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Point that out. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Pitch Perfect three. I didn't know there was a two. Yeah. I did. I did like one. Right. Uh, there is a three yeah. coming out, and you are in it.
1: Yes. Um. I got can you talk the about the Anna stunt? French?
0: Can you talk about what you do in
1: it? Or um. No, I can't yet. Can't? I can't yet, just because yeah. it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, have you ever slipped? I have, I,
0: have you ever slipped and talked about something that wasn't out yet that you should? have? I'm know? sure I have, but I'm yeah. just not
1: that important. Like nobody really listens to me anyway, so it's kind of easy.
0: It's good
2: not to admit it either, <laughs> um, right?
1: <laughs> yeah um but yeah no that was fun um I got to they flew me out to Atlanta uh probably three or four times um it was really neat because the director's female the stunt coordinator's female a bunch of the department heads were female and of course all the is female so at one point in time there were like 10 actresses and 10 female stunt doubles on set it, with the female coordinator Jennifer Badger um it was really really neat to, to be a part of that for sure um oh, cool. i saw pitch perfect too it was really good i didn't see the first one so i i guess um i guess it's testing really well so i'm, I'm excited to, to see what they come up with and it's crazy because there were a ton of stunts in this movie so um everyone should go and check it out
0: oh you wouldn't think that with a pitch perfect movie. i
1: know right you would never think <laughs> a pitch perfect like what are you talking about there's stunts in it so yeah i'm excited for everybody to to see uh what we came up with so, and
0: what else <laughs> do you have what else do you have that you've worked on that's coming out
1: um, coming up is um, next year. I don't know my exact timeframes, but X Men, the new mutant. Um, I doubled Maisie Williams. She's the Arya on Game of Thrones.
2: Oh, okay. um,
1: she was absolutely fantastic. What a nice, professional, badass, amazing actress. And then, so that should be interesting. It's kind of more of like a horror film rather than an action y X Men movie. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Josh Boone, the director, does with that um we, we shot that in Boston this summer um which is always awesome i love boston um and then life of the party is with uh, melissa mccarthy her husband ben Facone directed it um i'm guessing that's coming out around mother's day um i saw two screenings of it um last year so or sorry this year i guess um so i'm really looking forward to seeing that and then office uprising i got to double um jane levy um, that should be coming up sometime next year. She was really cool. Yeah. What else? Oh, Santa Clarita Diet, uh, season two of Santa Clarita Diet. That's a double Drew Barrymore again. She is so lovely. I love her. Um oh, am yeah, so forward yeah. to that. Yeah. And then uh, the Happy Time Murders, we just wrapped that last week, and I am so excited for that. It's uh, Jim Henson's nephew, or sorry, Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson, directed it. Um, They've had the script for 10 years now, and, they were so excited to finally get it done. So that was I'm I'm really looking. It's basically a rated R puppet movie. So Yep, I can't give anything. I cannot give anything away. My roommate's like, Don't give anything away.
0: Oh, oh that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> that sounds right up my alley.
1: It's going to be hysterical. I can't I seriously can't wait. I don't know when they're when they're gonna release that, but
0: excellent. It should be wow, you've you've got uh, mm-hmm. some career under your belt and a long way to go, right?
1: Yeah, I hope so. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'm trying to start this. um trying to get into stunt coordinating more. My really good friend, Walter Garcia, he just coordinated um, X-Men and then finished up the Happy Time Murders. And he had to take off early. So he he let me stunt coordinate the last uh, the last day, which we got to do a little fight um, with puppets on. So uh, I was really excited to get to do that. So, yeah. So we'll we'll see where the future future
0: takes us. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate my first Stunt performer on the show. I think I told you Yay. that in the pre-interview. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, cool. I, your message is awesome for girls. Uh, I definitely, I love that. And I thank you for your time, Lucy.
1: Of course, Michael. Thank you so much. I had a great time talking to you.
0: You can get all the details and links about Stunt stuntwoman Lucy Romberg in our show notes. Music's always been important to me. When I pogo, and I pogo high, I like listening to a lot of different music. I thought I'd let artists and bands submit their music to the podcast of thousands and we'd showcase it for them in each episode. Here's a song called Unity by the punk rock band Voice of Addiction, who's from Chicago, Illinois. A couple of fun facts about Voice of Addiction. They're politically charged and socially conscious. They never fail to deliver a highly dynamic and energetic performance in which all are encouraged to participate. I picked this song from Voice of Addiction. Because I could totally see Lucy Romberg free running to it. If you like it, you can get all the information you need about Voice of Addiction in our show notes. Enjoy. You've been listening to the Podcast of Thousands. If you're a performer and want to be on our show, check us out at www.podcastofthousands.com and click on Get On. Since you're already online, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate us, five stars or higher, and leave us your comments. You can find all the details in our show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and to all you performers out there, break a leg.